What's going on, Mets fans? Happy Thursday. Almost said happy Monday. Our first Thursday of, of uh, Orange Booth in quite some time. We got PD Mac and myself out here on Long Island. And like we said at the close of our last show, things could look quite different from the last episode to this episode. Do they, though? They do. Do and they don't, but they definitely do because they, they didn't stay hot like we were hoping. Yeah. Get swept back-to-back series. Then actually go down there to uh, Philly, win two of three. Mm-hmm. Go to go to D.C., win two of three. We'll get to the disaster of Tuesday night in a second. But um, no, <laughs> I'm still believing, and Pete's probably going to tell me I'm an absolute uh, idiot because of uh, my faith going into this final, final stretch at City Field. We do have... Uh, you know, I'm not going to say a soft schedule because we are playing two teams that are, are ahead of us, but sure. then we do play the Marlins for four. We do go to Cincinnati. We do go to Colorado. Yeah. So we'll see what happens down here. But what yeah, are you thinking? No, I'm, I'm not ripping on any positivity. I'll tell you what. I've counted this team out more than once over the course of this season, as I'm sure many have. Right. And they've been able to bounce back. I, I mean, to lose the way that they did on Tuesday night, and everybody said, no, there's no way this team could come back, win 12 hours later. And then they do. They yeah. win 8-4 to four yesterday. That shows you a little something about this team and the way that they've been able to handle adversity, talk about resilience, Absolutely. all of those things. This team does have that. Now, it's an uphill battle here. There's no doubt about it. They won two out of three in Washington, for instance, right? They did their job. Their playoff odds went down, right, according right, to right. Fangraphs. So it just shows how hot this team really has to get in order to put themselves in. There's a lot of work to be done. But Absolutely, it can be done. They're sitting at 11 percent now. I mean, the uh, the Cubs do have to play the the St. Louis uh, Cardinals there, and they do have to play the Brewers as well. So. You noted this a couple weeks ago. You said, you know, looking at the schedules ahead, the NL Central kind of just going to beat up on each other a little bit here. And hopefully Mm -hmm. the Mets, if they get hot at the right time, like they did in July and early August, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But like you said, the Mets scored 25 runs over the past three days down in D.C. Granted, you know, Tuesday looked to all be in the bag. 99% uh, win percentage, I think, in the ninth inning. I mean, we know 99.9. We, we saw the stats afterwards. I wrote something <laughs> after Pete Alonso's home run. I was like nailing the coffin. I wrote another tweet that said the the the, the Nationals definitely don't want to see a one game playoff with the Mets. And not even like a half hour later, everyone's throwing that shit back in my face. Face Gary Cohen even said that's the icing on the cake. Everyone had this game in the bag. Even the Nationals people, uh, your buddy Grant Paulson. Oh, is, uh, my buddy, that's your he, buddy. He tweeted he was going to bed. You know, uh, pretty much when it was the eighth <laughs> or the top of the ninth, and the Mets scored all those runs. Grant, is that guy serious? We're jumping ahead of ourselves here, right? No. I know he's got his show. I was going to invite him onto our show, which I know he wouldn't do probably. Uh, I know some Mets fans tried to get onto his show. Oh, on yeah. Tuesday, and the, the screen caller hung up on them. Well, well, he's a radio host in D.C., for those that don't know. We haven't talked about this at yet. All. But I, I, I haven't, probably haven't spoken to him in like 10 years, but he worked at uh, Sirius XM doing baseball shows, MLB Network Radio, as far as I know he still does. So, I think he's also you know, involved with The Athletic as well. Yeah, now he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I yeah. just ran into him through that a few times. Very nice guy. Uh, but, uh, <sighs> but yes, you... you he rubbed you the wrong way a couple of times. Then. Well, it's like he just inserted himself in the conversation. So on Monday, for those who don't know, yeah. we're down there with our crew, which is actually a smaller crew than normal. We're down there with our crew with 600 people. We usually average around 1,000. Labor Day, people got work the next day, tough to travel, whatever. 
we're down there doing our thing, and one of the Nationals beat writers writes, hey, a lot of Mets fans here, they're called the Sevillon Army, they're raising, you know, raising some noise down the left field line. Grant decides to reply, which I'd expect like a troll or like some random fan to write this. The fact that they have a name makes them more annoying. <laughs> Can you picture why, – why would a group having a name be annoying to you? Yeah, I know. Can you, under, can you even understand this? Is no. he just trying to like rile us up to to get some more get attention the, on his show? I, I don't know. I didn't get the impression that was his goal because he basically stopped engaging with you after the first few tweets, right? He actually never replied to me. Oh, ever. he never replied to anything. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. And I, I, How could you be upset or annoyed that a group has a name? Well, and I then can he, see being annoyed by the group as a right. whole if you're a Nationals fan. None of the Nationals fans showed up right, for this series, right. a, a meaningful September series against the Mets. And I can only know from watching on TV, it certainly sounded like the Mets fans and the Seven Line Army took over the energy of that entire ballpark. It was so fun. It was a great time. And, you know, the, the Mets uh, clearly it was seven. It was a, it was a shutout until Struble hit his home run in the ninth and the 20 fans in attendance started making some noise. But um, <laughs> on Labor Day, he on. wrote this is a tweet from Grant who was on his show right now, I, if anyone wants to call him later, I don't know, he's probably not going to put you through, but Grant wrote, uh, I'm not sure why, the idea of a fan group referring to itself as an army for for a name just seems annoying. I wish the Nats fan base did it, which is cool. He's saying, I wish more people yeah. showed up for the Nats. But then he follows it up by saying, um, cool that they travel to follow their team for sure, but it's annoying to be in the ballpark and hear them, which is their point. Their entire point is to annoy. So our point isn't to spend our hard-earned dollars, our time away from you know our families or whatever to go cheer on our team. Our point is to annoy him and the Nationals fans. It's unbelievable, and it, that's just a nice byproduct, you know. But it's it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like he's backpedaling and then he throws another jab. Yes, yes. It, it's really weird to me. And there's it's a not, lot of couched language in there. Did you see this blog post I put up? You know Fight Club? Fight Club, the, the, the movie Fight Club. Yeah, I know. So the one fella who dies, and they say, oh, his name is Robert Paulson. Uh -huh. They say, we don't have names in Project Mayhem. Same last name. I don't know if there's a coincidence <laughs> here, but Paulson's, Paulson's uh, you so know, you lighting up the, the radars name, here. And then Grant got into it with Noah Syndergaard earlier He didn't in the like year. that Noah Syndergaard has a ponytail. It's <laughs> annoying to him that Noah Syndergaard has a ponytail. And Syndergaard clapped back at him on his... I just don't, I like, don't like. Sounds like he Grant. has a problem. I think it just sounds like he wants to, you know, rile people up. This is what I don't know. I don't think he's a shock jock, but I, maybe he's just writes stupid things on the internet on purpose to get people upset that are going to then maybe tune into his program. Because I did tune in oh, on yeah? Tuesday just to know he if gotcha. he was going to talk any crap. But yeah, he got me. So it worked on his part because then his well, numbers went up by one. I don't know if it's usually it, it doubled. Maybe one person yeah. listens, two listens on it's Tuesday. It's a big. Um, it's a big thing in D.C. In the Washington Post, I, I don't know how to say his last name, but he's an excellent writer, uh, Barry Some, S. Brugla. Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. tremendous writer. I've read a bunch of his stuff. I just don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly. But he wrote an article because of the way the atmosphere was on that Labor Day game about well, why aren't the Nationals fans showing up? And this is something that – when the Nationals came to City Field a few weeks back and it was that crazy atmosphere, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. remember Steven Strasburg said something Please, about it come on out. then, and they're looking to develop that in Washington. Now, D.C. is kind of a tricky city. A lot of people move there from other places. That doesn't fly uh, very well as far as baseball goes. It's not a team that's been there for 
50 years where your dad rooted for the team and brought you as a kid. They don't have that kind of history. So, you know, they are fighting uphill in, in some ways, whereas baseball is so very much established and part of our daily lives, especially, you know, with the Mets here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of that became the talk in DC because of the way the atmosphere was on Monday. I mean, what was it like at the game? And give me it was quiet. Besides us, I'm not even talking crap on them. It was, it was really quiet. I was actually yeah. quite surprised. And Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, you could see yesterday. Yeah, now, I guess I understand. It's a day game in September. Kids are in school. Mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. work. But there were a lot of empty seats yeah, uh, yeah. there in yesterday's game. Your team, if you are a Nationals fan, your team is a playoff team. How do you not show up for your team, especially when a guy like Strasburg goes, hey, we really like like the atmosphere that we saw, the support the Mets were getting. How do you not show up? Base. They don't have that. It's, it's crazy. Not- it's not like, hey, it's Labor Day. Let's go out to the ballpark, meaningful September baseball. They don't we feel that about way this. about it. They don't have that history behind it. And, yeah, Bryce Harper leaving a big star that mm-hmm. maybe pulls in some casual fans. Well, he's not there anymore, even though they've won a lot of games. I got to think, too, and I, I only say this really because I just want to get it in again, but – yeah, when you don't win a playoff series forever, <laughs> uh, people are a little skeptical that it's going to be any different this time around. Yeah, Grant brought his daughter to the game yesterday. She saw a good one, uh, Mets one, but he posted something uh, something about they went to the game, yeah. and I saw one of the comments below. He says, at least she can get a good nap in while she's there. I mean, this place is a ghost town, and it's unbelievable. I think Gary, maybe Gary mentioned it on Tuesday, the landscape and the, the skyline or the view from the booth is changing every year. Every time we go down, there's a new apartment building going up. And the, there's people that live there. They just don't go to the game for whatever See, reason. See, that ballpark, when I went there, I found it reminded me of City Field. I thought it was very similar. I like center field. You can go and get, like, the, the frozen alcoholic drinks yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you can hang out at the bar up there and watch the game. It was kind of cool. Uh, Woody, is the fan experience not I love as it. good I there? love that ballpark, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I said, to I like even in, I le- let off that blog post with, I've been to Nationals Park more than any other ballpark besides City Field since 2015. We go down every year. Mm. And I love it down there. I mean, yeah. I, I, the pregame was great. We tried a new place-out mission this year. and we, They were blown away by the, the amount of people that showed up. But they, they were ready for it. They were. Because they were staffed properly. I always, you know, poo-poo on the staff usually when we show up and they can't handle it. They could handle it, but they weren't. They weren't expecting what we brought at 10 a.m. on a Monday. One of the it servers was, was extremely overwhelmed. and She was her first day, though, right? Ended up being very rude to some people just but because she was, was like, ah! I think she was, wasn't being rude. I think she was, it was her first day. Yeah. So she's starting out her first day, and there's like 300 of us there. Anyway, uh, share the show <laughs> if you want to be in the running for uh, these popular... Mets, uh, pole, uh, no, no, polo Oh, you shirts. got the Hawaiian shirt. I got the Hawaiian shirts, oh, wow. the floral shirts. So I know a lot of people missed out. I know Brew. Uh, These who are is, big. My is, wife wants one. Uh, really? I have three. Maybe you can get the third one. So the third we'll one's talk. for your wife. So if you share the show right now, you'll be put in the running automatically to win one of these uh, floral uh, button-up shirts from the Mets. Thanks to the Mets for sending them our way. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, click the share button. If you're watching on Twitter, click retweet. Um, yeah, so... It is what it is. I mean, you go down there, and I I was expecting something quite different. And initially, I did not have the Nationals on our schedule next year. Just the way that it worked out uh, with the series in August, I believe, lands during the weekday. And the the series in the beginning of the season is tough because of weather. So Mm. last year, we actually had a snow out. So um, after the response from Grant 
And <laughs> the national fans. Is it going to be the, the Grant Paulson annual seven I, line outing? I think outing? that we have to go back now. <laughs> uh, even the YouTube announcers yesterday. Oh well, yeah, outlier. Yeah, and, during the ninth, we're yeah. talking about the seven line army. Got yeah, yeah, the name yeah. right and actually said our name, which yeah. is cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they did give a little shout out yesterday to us as well. So I don't know. I feel like it's close enough. I love the ballpark. Maybe we'll keep it as an annual thing. We'll talk I saw to some them. of the video year, of that bus ride. What was that? Uh, I actually wasn't on the bus oh, for it, the first I time. I was, and it was smooth as can be yeah i mean i sit in the front so whatever goes on in the back lizzie was so (laughs) you're like the coach you know you sit in the front sit down whatever goes on behind me i don't want to know i really don't care everyone was so nervous about the traffic though and i kept saying as you just jump in because i went down to uh, philly prior so i went to philly for sunday night baseball and you know it's on the way why not and stay over and then the next morning finish the the trip down to dc but everyone's so nervous there's going to be so much traffic on the way home there was no traffic there was zero traffic so I was initially going to ride with, in the car with Darren. I was like, oh, I'll just drive home, whatever. And then um, George said, um, there might be traffic going she was home. She nervous. You might as well just stay on the bus and have somebody else drive it and, and you just hang out. And I was like, <laughs> that is such a good idea. Sorry, Darren, I'm not driving. Yeah, initially, and there was no traffic. Lizzie's like, if you drive, I'll drive home and, and you can have some beers at the game. I'm like, oh, it's great. Are you going to drive home? She's like, no, I changed my mind. I'm like, well, that changes my whole freaking day. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, but I do want to touch on something here that Chelsea Nimmo wrote on Tuesday because mm. the internet is a good place, but it's also a bad place because it gives everyone a voice. Everyone likes to chime in and, and uh, especially after the... Probably the worst loss that I've seen in well over a decade uh, on Tuesday night. A lot of fans or some fans were going on Twitter adding the adding the players and wishing death upon them and 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 so on and so forth. So, um, not to did you see any tweets like that? I saw a few. Really? Yeah, but just to rewind a second here, did you see Gary Apple in the post game say that he it may have been the worst loss of the season? It was absolutely. It's like that might have been the worst loss this season. Hey, Gary, it was of the season. Yeah, it was. Absolute. How about of the world season <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ever? They've had a few. Jesus, yeah, they've yeah, had yeah. a few. No, the LA game, game in Philadelphia. I mean, we can go down the list here. Right, but losing to God. in that in that nature on Tuesday night was absolutely worst loss of the season. So Chelsea chimed in on Twitter. Uh, tonight's loss was obviously incredibly disappointing, but seeing fans on here tagging players and telling them to go die, etc., is absolutely appalling. These guys are human. Why not put as much effort into encouraging them as you do telling them off? Which uh, props to her for uh, you know putting herself out there because then of course that opens up the door to people to reply to that like stay in your lane. You're just the wife. Like you know that it opens the gates for more more hate. But uh, shout out to her for uh, stepping up. Pete opened up his beer already as no he patience. usually does. Uh, I am second in command here on the beers. Cheers, Cheers to McKellar who uh, are doing something really cool next Thursday at the ballpark. Um, <laughs> little delay. This beer that I'm drinking right now, the Butcher Beer, and you're actually on the uh, Henry Hops. They collaborated with, I don't want to get this man's name wrong or the, the company's name wrong, uh, Schaller Weber. They collaborated on the Butcher Beer, and they also used this beer to produce uh, limited edition bratwursts. So they're going to have a post-game party on the 12th at McKellar with the Butcher Beer Bratwurst. Uh, so you should definitely pop on over so if you happen to be like at the ballpark. So they're going to have like an Oktoberfest sort of Yeah, I guess. Themed. Like an Oktoberfest yeah. style feel Fun. at the ballpark on the 12th. So if you happen to be hitting the game, definitely pop on in. Butcher yeah, Beer Wilmer's Bratwurst. In town, you can see Wilmer and then get some brats. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, but I also noticed this cool thing on their website today, which we, we talked about a couple see, um, a couple episodes ago about the beer finder. But I noticed if you go to the drafts area and click on any of the specific beers that you might be interested in, um, I'll use the Say Hey Sally, for instance, one of the more popular ones. You click it, and it shows you how many miles away from you you can purchase the beer. Oh, so wow. if you're in New York and you see a beer on their site or you happen to try one at the brewery that you might want to pick up for your, your home uh, or wherever you happen to drink beer, tailgate parties or whatever, click on the mckellarnyc.com website. Click on any of the, the beers you may be interested in, United We Cheers or, or – Anything else? I'm just doing a little uh, little plug there for United Cheers. But anything <laughs> you might want to be interested in picking up, you can click on that, and it tells you where to pick it up. So very, very. That's very smart. Very cool. Very smart. Absolutely. Um, so the Rockies. Did you happen to see what I posted today? No. Pete? I know it's been a crazy morning for you, but Pete just it wasn't that in. crazy. I assumed the Long Island it's Railroad tough. train comes at the same time because I've been taking the same train all summer. Oh, it sucks, man. And then they changed the schedule, I guess, this week. And oh. I'm like, wait, how am that's I supposed a- to know? They used to put <laughs> the pamphlets sucks. on the seats. They say they don't do that anymore because it made a mess, uh-huh. which it did. So now I just have to make sure every time to check the schedule online. So the Rockies, uh, maybe they Yay. saw what the Nationals did with us a couple <laughs> days ago, which was really cool. They, um, the Nationals, I think I talked about this last week, maybe not, but the Nationals set up a special ticket link for Tuesday and Wednesday, which probably really pissed off Grant, that the Nationals set, a, set tickets aside for us so they could purchase tickets in the same section. It's not an actual outing, but they went the extra mile to set tickets aside where Mets fans could purchase and sit together. So I don't know if the Rockies saw that or not, but they called me last week and asked if they could do something similar. So uh, I wrote on Twitter just a little while ago, this just in, the Rockies are setting tickets aside for the Seven Line Army if you want to hit the game on Tuesday, the 17th, which is next Tuesday night, and sit together with other Mets fans. This isn't an outing, but a great offer for them. Uh, from them for fans to sit together in one section. Oh, so cool. we're getting the link together soon, and uh, they're great seats down the left field line on the field level right near the Mets dugout, and I think it's like they're like 30 bucks or something like that. Wow. Wow. So uh, shout-out to the Rockies. I talk about it often that Coors Field is one of my favorite ballparks, yeah, like and I'm kind of jealous Never now been there. that uh, these fans are going to be sitting together and we're going to be watching on TV. But um, Can't make a quick trip? Nah, I'm so freaking busy, man. Oh, my God. I'm Forget so, i got it. so much going on right now. This... This Saturday, we're going to be out in Jackson Heights uh, for a street fair, our first street fair in Queens, and uh, really excited about that. So if you happen to be in the area, you want to pop on down. I don't know the, the streets in, fr- in front uh, of me, 37th between 87 and 88, I think. Oh, uh, there you go. Look at that. So uh, if you're in the area, pop on over. We're going to be out there all day, 10 to 6. I know there's a night game against the Phillies at, at City Field on Saturday, so maybe try to do the double dip, see us first. Pete, 88 wins. Is what I'm thinking the Mets might be able to pull off here in the rest of September. Would that get them the wild card spot in your opinion? Yeah, I'd have to do a lot of a lot of math. Doesn't sound like that would be uh, enough to quite squeak in. But you know, I saw what you did with the schedule here. So you do have them losing a, a series. Yep, which is probably pretty generous for them to get there. Um, yeah, four zero against Miami. As easy as it sounds, not as easy to do. 3-0 against Philadelphia. Look, it just shows how much of an uphill battle this is. The Mets not only need to win a bunch of games, like you point out here, they need some help from the Cubs, mm-hmm. being that the Cubs lose a ton here. And that was a problem this past week, is the Cubs didn't do enough losing right. uh, for what the Mets need. And they 
if the Cubs are going to win some games, the Mets have to win every single day. And now you start seeing when you look at the odds, things fluctuate a lot more as you get towards the end. So, uh, look, this team's just, they got to pull off like another 12 out of 13 kind of run yeah. at some point. I don't think it comes in these few weeks. I think it's that the road trip where they go to Cincinnati and then Colorado, as nice as their front office people might be, they are awful. Uh, so, you know, those are the games where you got to try to clean up and make up some ground. And then that four game series with Miami, that's where they have to go something like 10 and one. Mm-hmm. That's how you make it work. I'm thinking this series, this season comes down to the last three days of the year. Uh, I don't know if the Cubs play uh, the Brewers or the Cardinals for the last series, but I believe they do. It, it might come down to the last day. I think they play. The I don't Cardinals. know if I could take it, man. I, I was just Tuesday about to night. Say, I don't know if I have Tuesday the heart night for this. <laughs> you just knew when Diaz came in, two guys yeah. on. I was I was doing the math. I'm like. All right, I'm already accepting that he might give up a hit here, but it's not going to be a home run. Then the next thing you know, the game's over. So, um, well, he we'll gave s- up the double first, and then it's like, all right, so now it's one out, and a base hit ties it. It's like, holy crap, this got real so fast. It's just crazy that the He's things so terrible. <laughs> if Trey Turner, <laughs> can you stop <laughs> tweeting him positive things? It's I actually not stopped. Working. I actually stopped. It's I over. I haven't written him anything too positive he lately. Needs to but go. Goodbye. Yeah, it's over here. Yes. You sound like the end of uh, Ferris Bueller. You're still here, dude. Go. I- <laughs> but it, you know it's all the <laughs> false hope and phil regan oh we almost got him fixed and like come on he's been terrible this year he doesn't have a single pitch that's worthwhile his slider he hangs one out of every 10 of them and it gets banged out and his fastball has got no idea where it's going and you hear mickey calloway talk about how electric his stuff is look 99 100 mile per hour fastball by itself doesn't get anybody out anymore right. nobody's late on pitches anymore you can't just throw a fastball, miss your spot by a foot, throw it down the middle, and expect everything's going to be all right. And this has been the story all year with this guy. So, you know, th- yeah, this season is defined by Edwin Diaz. It's unbelievable. I mean, the, the Mets could clearly have an extra 10 wins if it wasn't for, for Diaz. Um, it's not like the whole season is his fault. It's just, to me... Ten years from now, when you talk about the 2019 Mets, you're going to say it was the Edwin Diaz year. That's what you're going to say about it. And people are arguing with me like, oh, no, it's the Pete Alonso year. It's a Jeff. Yeah, those guys are great, but they're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Edwin Diaz can't be back. you got to move him But what this about Familia? I mean, Familia is Familia's- Familia's going to be back, too. Familia has to be back. I mean, they they, <sighs> they owe this guy some uh, some money, and they, they signed him for three years. He's not years. going anywhere. He's got two years of a lot of money left on his contract. So uh, you can – look, he his sucks. win probability added is even worse than Diaz. But uh, to me, Diaz, considering what the Mets gave up for him, what that trade was all about, it was all about winning now. Mm-hmm. And the Mets would be better off without, without him. Cano and Diaz, yep. both of them. Yep. And they gave up big parts of their future to bring those in, as well as guys that have functioned to some level on other teams, Jay Bruce, Anthony Swarzak. So uh, we, I know it's – old territory that that trade is a disaster but mm-hmm. the whole point of the trade was to improve their chances in 2019 drastically and instead it's hurt them even in 2019 and then you're still going to have to watch over the next 10 years or whatever it might be Justin Dunn, Jared Kelnick and what they end up doing so it's it's so far beyond just a bad trade uh, it, 
you know, this was the year it was supposed to work out. And Diaz, as much as they have tried, yeah, he's been awful. Just awful. Like, seriously, I don't say this lightly. You can't bring him back next year because he's going to come in. Let's say it's opening day and you mm-hmm. want to close out a game or even even if he comes in to protect a four-run lead, five-run lead, he's getting booed that whole time at City Field. He's never hearing the end of it. Right. He would have to have 30 straight appearances not giving up a run to change the talk around him. It would be very difficult for him to turn it around here in New York. I think he could turn it around elsewhere, but not here. I think that, like you, you, you mentioned – Callaway after the game saying his stuff was electric. And I don't expect him to be a Terry Collins or a manager that's throwing chairs or whatever. And he doesn't – I don't know. There's something you know, about uh, his uh, post-game interviews that yeah, really they, just they bother suck. me They're so much. They're very flat. They're very flat. I want to see some it's emotion. Nothing, it's not for you. It's not for me. It's not for media. It's, for it's not for fans. He wants to be as boring and even keel as possible. It is by design. Everything about his vision of leadership is to keep an even keel and to steady the boat. And it has driven me nuts because it doesn't fit the way that New York is. It's not the way that New Yorkers react. But I will say, when they do turn around 12 hours later and win a game, in Washington, that everybody's saying the night before, oh, they can't come back from this. They won't come back from this. They're dead. They win that day game after a night game afterwards. The fact that they were left for dead quite a few times this year and have bounced back, I think there's something to the way that Mickey Calloway does handle that. Now, I don't think Mickey Calloway is a good manager. I don't want him back next year. But that particular criticism, I think that he's been able to overcome it and show Hey, there is a little value to not overreacting to everything. If he goes nuts after that loss, like every Mets fan went nuts, what does that do? So it makes the team tighter the next day. Oh, we got to win this one now. You just try to shake it off, pretend it's a loss like any other loss, and convince yourself that, hey, you just come back, win the series, and that'll be all right. And they did that, and that's the best that they could really do. All right, let's hit the phones. Would you bring Mickey back? Me? Yeah. I really don't know. I mean, I honestly, he infuriates the shit out of me when, <laughs> with, with his, his moves. No, and they're his... terrible. Well, the moves are bad. That's why I wouldn't bring him back. Well, I would not bring him back because I don't think he knows how to manage a baseball game. Sunday night, I was losing my shit. I'm down in Philly. I'm like, what is going on here with the bullpen? Mm. It, it, it was horrible. But uh, all right, Chris. Chris in Queens. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're doing all right. I was I was just going to continue on with uh, Diaz and Familia saying, like, would you almost want to shut them down for the rest of the season and just find two other people that's in the minor league system to take their place? Sure, Paul Seawald gets more big innings. You want that? No. Sorry, well, look at look at what just happened what on Tuesday. On Tuesday, <laughs> there was two epic collapses for the Mets. One de- one in D.C. and one for the Syracuse Mets. The bullpen <laughs> in... You <laughs> have that the same day. It was the same exact day. It's the same exact kind of game, so, like a monster top of the inning, and then gave it all back and lost by one in the bottom. Who are you really bringing oh up God. that's going to be better than these guys? I mean, no you know way. what? Who needs more playing time is Wilson. they got to give Wilson more opportunities. He's been great since he's come back from injury. He should have been in, instead of Diaz in that spot. And they got hung up on having the righty versus the righties. But when the righty is giving up 13 home runs on the season, you can't trust them in that spot. And it ended before Wilson could get in. Well, they, they, there's two guys that I see in Syracuse I feel that would be helpful. It's Noizek and Hart. 
that that's a lefty righty combination. Noisek has a uh, zero ERA with Syracuse right now, and Hart's that uh, lefty out of the pen that can just help with Wilson and Alvion. Yeah, I mean those guys were both up for uh, a little bit this year. Thanks for the call, Chris. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Man. I, I, look, I, I don't watch what they do at Syracuse. I haven't even looked at the numbers, to be honest with you. If you're depending on these guys to come up and save your bullpen, you're screwed as it is. So <laughs> I wouldn't give Familiar Diaz big innings. Like, this is what's frustrating about both of them. They both did this. Jarvis Familiar had thrown really well for about a month in low-leverage situations. Edwin Diaz had done it for three outings in lower-leverage situations. In both cases, they had to put them in in a key spot. And as soon as they did that, they both crumbled. Yeah. So, you know, they tease you. They're like, oh, yeah, look, I figured it out. This is the path that you usually do beyond just sending a guy straight down to the minor leagues, which they've already done with Familia, by the way. But you put him in, like, in the fifth, sixth inning, right? All right, work through your stuff in a game that's not close. And then when you start to figure it out, we'll develop more trust in you and put you back in the big spot. That's exactly the way the Mets handled both of these guys. And they totally teased the Mets. Hey, I got it all figured out. Look at me. I've done well. These last three outings, my slider's back. Jacob yeah. DeGrom yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> and then as soon as you need them in a big spot, kaboom. Right, right. All right, let's talk to Scott in uh, PA. What's up, Scott? What's up, Scott in PA? What do you got? All right. Good afternoon, gentlemen. First off, Pete, sweet jersey, C-O-Y-B. <laughs> let's go, baby. Thank you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Secondly, uh, to me, I'm just excited to have something to look forward to for the end of playing September baseball. I mean, a lot of Mets fans are going crazy. Oh, we got to win this, we got to win that. I'm just happy being a Mets fan for over 45 years. I'm just excited to actually have something to watch in the month of September. Well, um, you know, it depends on what it is. Like, I'm glad that I cared on Tuesday, but Tuesday night, oh, it's not a very pleasant person to be around, as my wife can attest. So, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword to just get the meaningful games. I appreciate that they did rally. I will say that. August was a blast. Okay. But the next question is, if you follow Edwin Diaz's history, he's an every-other-year pitcher. So are you ready to give up on him now? Wait till maybe he can recatch that next year? You tell me, Scott, what do you think it's going to be like for Edwin Diaz next year in New York? Uh, Mentally, he's probably gone, I'm sure. He's probably terrified every time they give him the ball. Uh, But it's not only that, it's he's going to get crushed by the fans every time he's going out on the mound. And ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Okay, what are you getting for him? You gave up a lot. What do you know. get for it? No, you're going to be in a bad spot. Look, they can get something for Edwin Diaz. There will be a team that thinks they can save him and resuscitate him, but it ain't going to be close to what they gave up. Well, is there anybody else Will Pond's son played baseball with they could trade for? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for letting me take my call. All right, Thanks, Scott. Scott. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, they're, they're never going to get back what they gave up for this guy, but throwing him out there every day at this point – even though he does face the music and he seems to be holding himself accountable yeah, and yeah. whatever, uh, you can't just bounce back from that. And if you're getting booed off the mound and not performing, and even if your your manager tries to cover you up by saying your stuff is electric, 
I, I just don't see it happening. How I, and long I, can you say this kind of stuff about him? But only that. It's I mean, been five and a half months where, oh, everything's great. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. He's like turn Scott's around. saying, too, you can't bank on the one off-year, on-year uh, scenario No, here. I don't bank on that. I will say I think Edwin Diaz will again be a good pitcher. Yeah. Maybe not great like he was last year. He was legitimately great. But I have a really hard time seeing it happen here because when there is that much failure around you in an environment, especially like New York, and you're going to be reminded of it day after day after day, I'll, I'll say this. I'll be mighty impressed with Edwin Diaz if he is able to turn this thing around sometimes. But if I were the Mets, I would not bet on that, and I'll get whatever I could for him. Try to go out, find a closer this offseason. Mm-hmm. Or, or I, I guess you have Lugo, so you just need you know another de- couple of dependable relievers in that pen. Justin Wilson is coming back. But it's amazing uh, the amount of faith they put into Diaz and Familia. I didn't even think wrongly this offseason. I feel right. good about Me that too. combo at the back of the pen. And it has absolutely sunk their season. They've had so many things go right. Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, uh, J.D. Davis, what Wilson Ramos is now doing behind the plate. And it, boy, it stunk seeing his uh, hitting streak and the way it did, too. Howie Kendrick's got to dive up the middle. And it's a hit for like 99% of baseball, but Ramos just can't get down the line. You know, the ninth inning after he's been catching, day game after a night game. Um, but it, it's what made that streak like so it's amazing very to me. He can't steal any hits. I, he did have a he few had a couple infield, infield hits. hits yeah. He did over the course of the streak. But you know he's not stealing hits. He doesn't have the ability to outrun a ground ball right, typically. Right, right, right. And you definitely saw it in that spot. But yeah, so, I, I mean, come on. There's a lot of bright spots this year, which I mean you can focus on as well. But the fact that. You know, it's really just one aspect of the team killed them. Like uh, Tim Britton had this stat on Jacob DeGrom, mm. right? We focus on all these Jacob DeGrom starts. Yeah. They never win them. The bullpen has given up something like 17 more runs than Jacob DeGrom has in his starts. Right, right Just right, in his starts. Right, right, and he's right. thrown like, you know, twice as many innings as the bullpen in his outings. They have like a seven-plus ERA up around eight in games that he starts. It's not the offense this year. The Mets have a losing record again in games that Jacob deGrom starts, even though he's been terrific. Mm. It's not the offense. It's all the bullpen. So many of these meltdowns have come in games that he started. Uh, Speaking of... um well, actually, it was the day after him. Yesterday's game was on uh, YouTube. Last year, they tried yeah. the Facebook thing. This year, it was YouTube. Did you happen to I watch the game? YouTube. Yeah. yeah, me too. I, I yeah, I fired up on the Xbox. Looked great on my TV. Yeah, use the Fire Stick. Yeah. The uh, they gotta get those broadcasters some breaks though. Right. I mean, it's great that it's non-commercial, but those guys they talk about Three it. Three hours like straight. half the time. How they're talking the whole time, and then by the end, they seem burnt out. And then they did like a 30-minute post-game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at F.P. Yeah. Santangelo and Al Leiter. And every time Scott Braun like brings up the next topic, you could see them like, we're still doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> get me out of here. It was a three-and-a-half-hour game. Al's got like 20 years on Scott Braun, too. So he's got a little bit less, uh, maybe, oh my uh, gosh. Well, they're not, battery left in you the know, tank. Scott does it every week. So yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. get yeah. brought in for right. the one game. And I mean that's that's a lot of work. Like Al Leiter in the post game is like, oh, I, I got out of here once, and it seemed like nobody else did. They're in the same room for five hours together. Nobody go to the bathroom or anything. Yeah. 
Um, I thought I wasn't uh, going to like it, though, because last year, Facebook, yeah. not, not no, number Facebook one. Facebook was more annoying to find. Not everyone has up. Facebook, yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah. YouTube, it's on every smart TV now. Mm-hmm. It just comes with YouTube. Mm-hmm. I got a $200 television from my backyard that has YouTube already on it. So yeah. it's it's very easy. So the accessibility to watch the game, clearly you read the internet uh, uproar, like, oh, guess I'm not watching the game. Like, who doesn't have YouTube? If you have a smartphone, you can go to the YouTube.com. If you have a smart TV, you can watch on your TV. So I didn't dislike it at all. I thought I was going to. I liked the that they filled a lot of the commercial breaks with content from the teams. So they played like the McNeil Alonzo Step Brothers thing. They played oh, really? some stuff from. Uh, so they played the Jim Abbott no hitter, and I was kind of confused about that. But I guess it was the anniversary, twenty five year. Yeah, yeah, I, which, that's cool baseball right, thing. Right, 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 right. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I don't know if it's going to be something. If that's the way they're going in the future, I don't know if. I don't see it anytime soon where the games are not on SNY, but maybe but you could stream SNY too. Right, right. I do. I do. I stream SNY yeah, I stream through the, the Optimum, uh, our Optimum account, but meaning just not on television anymore. Uh, having the games be on YouTube, sponsored by SNY. I don't know what it might turn into one day, but clearly that's the way that things are going. And the only thing I disliked about it, if there has to be one thing, was that Gary didn't be, didn't get the call for the 45th home run, and Scott Braun, bless his heart. That was not good. I, I like Scott. Scott did, I didn't does, hear it. It was not good. So the ball landed. He's like, oh, another home run for Pete Alonso. I'm like, it's a monster shot deep to left. Like, gets. Well, I did hear uh, J.D. Davis made a diving catch later in the game, and it was there was very little energy about that. Yeah, like, uh, here's how he's called. Here's Alonso, and he launches one. Deep to left. If it's fair, it's gone, and it is a long home run. For Pete Alonso, That's where he hit it, the Futures game. Yeah. Line, but way towards the back of those lower left field. So at least, I don't know. I don't know who edited this. I don't know if it was 880, but they put it together with the video clip. So at least we have that to remember. Uh, oh, the You're not going to remember from... 45 anyway. No, he's I on mean, his way to 53. The other night, uh, at least the Mets fan got it. But you, do you think 53? Is he getting there? Sure, why not? Let's go. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Let's go. Get 53. Get Jeff McNeil the batting title. Let's get so many things going here, huh? <laughs> Win 20 out of 24, whatever they have left now. Let's go. You know, the... What uh, they have left? You already did the math. Uh, 20... I don't know. They have to go 17 and... Uh, six? Six. So to, 23 yeah. left. 23 left. We only have 23 games left? Of the regular season, yeah. Uh, now, now, to be fair, that's not a question I was asking in quite that tone on Tuesday uh-huh. night. He's <laughs> more like there's 23 more of these, right? But, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Now I've recovered. You know, you need the off day. They won yesterday. I feel better. All right, let's hit the Are you phones. Over you over it? I'm over it. Tuesday's over. You can't look past. You can't look to the past. You gotta look to the future. And let's get over it. We got a big couple series coming up, especially tomorrow. Starting back up with the Phillies. Let's DMA. hit the phones. We got uh, Eric and Sayville. What's up, Eric? Hey, Darren. How you doing? We're doing all right. How you doing? Doing really good, doing really good. I just wanted to give you a shout-out, say thank you for the company. I just bought my first uh, Seven Line products uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, well, thank, uh, well, thank you for shopping. It. Don't thank us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, I followed you back in the uh, man-made BMX days. Oh, no way. When I, uh, yeah, back when I uh, used to ride trails. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's funny, I... I uh, I'm running the New York City Marathon, and I needed a uh, like a like a trucker hat. Like if you, if you watch like these triathletes and stuff, they're always wearing trucker hats when they're doing the run part. Nice. So I was looking around, and I was looking for like Runner's Edge. I was looking for all these quality products, and then I was like, you know what? I'm like, let me check out this site again. And uh, I ended up picking up. It was like a Mets, Mets retro hat. 
Oh, no way. It was good. I did, uh, yeah, I did uh, 16 miles the other day, and I was getting shout-outs out in Montauk. I was running the hills over there. That's and, awesome. Uh, is this like, your first, oh, time yeah. r- first time running the marathon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Have you uh, ever run a excited. marathon, Eric? No, never. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you, when, when you finished the 16 miles, you had to go, what the hell am I doing here? I got 10 more of these? You know what? I just had a, uh, a come to, uh, I'm a new father, and I was like, you know what? It's time to lose the weight. And it's time to uh, live a better life. No, so that's that's awesome. Dude, you're going to have a blast. Yeah. And the energy of the New York City Marathon, I haven't run it, but my wife has, uh, it will carry you through those last 10 miles. You will float uh, when you get towards Central Park. So you have a blast with that and, uh, you know, struck through the training, you know? That's awesome, Eric. Stay healthy yeah. with it. Good luck. All right, man? <laughs> All right, thanks. Good luck, Eric. Yeah, we'll be looking for you with the seven line hat out there. You know what? This this reminds me of something. Uh, ah, see, there you go. Pete's one of two <laughs> only photographs he's ever put on Instagram. Is this the marathon? This is the New York City Marathon. So yeah, this is Pete at the Marathon. Uh, let's see what year you posted this. 2014. Yeah. He does two photos on Instagram. This is one of them. Uh, it says, the faster you run, the quicker we can drink. That is a great- I put a lot of time into that sign. That is a great sign, Pete. Look at that beard. Still rocking the beard back then. Oh yeah, looking good. Looking I had sharp. the beard up until December. You know, I don't think this I is could still ever. Still kind of new with the uh, fresh face. <laughs> looking good. Looking good. Uh, yeah, running a marathon. That's serious, man. I used to be part of this thing called hashing. Nothing to do with uh, smoking weed or hash or anything Are you like sure? that. Yeah, I'm positive. Uh, it's called hashnyc.com, and maybe Eric knows about it. So if you go to the website, there's hashing groups all around the world. The New York City one meets a couple times a week. You show up at a bar. You give the organizer of the day your bag with all your crap in it. You can't bring a cell phone. You can't bring anything. They suggest you bring a quarter. Back then, I don't know if there's still payphones in Manhattan. If you get lost, you call the phone number. It tells you where to go. But you're basically running. Don't know how long you're going to run. And you have to follow chalk arrows on a sidewalk. If you don't see three in a row on the same block, you're going the wrong way. It's so much fun. And at the end, you meet at a bar. You chip in like five, ten bucks a piece. They get pizza and beer and you hang out. So... If you're looking for like a, my cousin actually met, well, they, they got divorced, but he met his ex-wife <laughs> through this. Not as fun a story. No, He it's met not. his ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, my cousin met his ex-wife through this and he brought me, I actually was there the night they met and it was so much fun. I got hooked. He's from Seattle. So they have like a Seattle chapter. They have a Boston one, New York City one. It's, it's a lot of fun. I did a race that was very similar though, accidentally. I did a, a jigsaw race four mile race east ice up they do it every year it's a great event but one particular year i'm trucking through running along and it was in my hometown so the night before i was actually in the liquor store uh-huh. doing you know the real get ready for race day thing <laughs> and i saw a map of the race i was like oh does it go by my old elementary school or like friends house growing up so i looked at the map and then we're about a mile and a half in everybody's going straight in this intersection and i see there's a police officer standing on the corner and he's staring at this yellow piece of paper, which is definitely the map that I saw at the liquor store the night before. And he's scratching his head. So I start thinking, I'm like, oh, no, we're supposed to go left here. So everybody that's fast, uh-huh. they're gone. Yeah. They're running straight in the wrong direction. I was the first one. I said to the cop, yo, we're supposed to make a left here, right? He's like, that's what it says on the map. So I was the first one oh, wow. to make the left. At this four-mile race, about a mile and a half in. So all of a sudden, there's nothing but street in front of me. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I'm leading the pack. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I'm like, I got to take advantage of this because these people are going to run an extra block and they're going to come and yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I'm running, I'm running. I mean, I've never run as fast as that. I'm doing like seven minute miles, which for me, wow. for multiple miles was uh, very quick. And I remember like this little girl ran out of her house in a suburban neighborhood. And uh, she's like, mommy, mommy, He's the first. fast people are coming. <laughs> my dumb ass. So how'd you end up? <laughs> how'd I end up? Fucking one. No way. Oh, no way. Are you serious? Hell yeah. Jigsaw 2009 champion, Pete McCarthy. Now, I don't know if they actually have it on the site anywhere. They definitely don't have the time because I'm like seven minutes early. So this was part of the, the frustrating part of it is when I won, I saw they had like a trophy up there and it was like a cup like a bowl kind of thing i'm like oh shit this would be like stanley cup we're gonna go home we're gonna party drink, drink champagne in this thing and <laughs> everything that i got in the night before um and then they started doing the presentation afterwards and they're like oh we'd like to thank the east Isle fire department and the paramedics for being here and while uh you know they didn't have to do anything we appreciate you being there and that kind of thing and then they gave them the trophy what? Shut up! which is you know first responders all plus one but you know Dude, I won the race. So I got a fleece. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fleece. Like a half zip? It says overall warrior. Oh, awesome. Did they put your name on it or anything? No. I was expecting you were going to say you got your year. name engraved on the cup, and no. every year they add the new names. Yeah, How many see, people were in nice. this race? Uh, I think it's like 300. What? I mean, it's a decent amount of people. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Dude, it, like, it was funny. About <laughs> three minutes after I crossed the finish line, these people come sprinting through, and they're all, you know. Like, this guy won? Six foot two and 100 pounds, you know. Like, <laughs> Uh, Meanwhile, you're already drinking out of the champagne yeah, bottle. Like, what's up, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. I'm sitting next to a world-class athlete. Yes, you I are. I didn't even know. You, are, you didn't know. The 10-year anniversary is passed now, but... <laughs> That's unbelievable. So, uh, as we talked about, you clearly know the Mets are coming back to town. But something very special is happening on Monday. Next Tuesday, uh, we have an outing on the 10th. But next Monday... The Mets uh, wives and uh, I think they call themselves the Wags, the wives and girlfriends, the Mets ladies are putting together a charity uh, with uh, 12 different baskets filled with players' um, signatures and memorabilia, and they're going to raffle them off at the ballpark. So it's going to be right at the top of the Jackie Robinson Rotunda escalators. Once you bang that right, that's where that game-used area is for the memorabilia. The, uh, the players' wives and girlfriends will be there, and the different baskets will be set up, and they'll have tickets. Tickets are a dollar, uh, one for five, five for 20, and you're able to put the tickets into whatever basket you want to win. So uh, all the money raised and all the proceeds will benefit the New York Police and Fire Widows and Children's Benefit Fund. Uh, comes with great timing, next week being the anniversary of 9-11, and um, Great on the Mets for allowing the wives and girlfriends to do this. Great on the players. Great on the wives. It's 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 really great. I'm not going to be able to make the game, so I'm going to have to throw some loot towards someone who might be. Uh, I recommend you guys do the same. And in each basket, they'll also have two tickets, uh, for two vouchers for tickets to a future Mets game, along with sign balls and so on and so forth. So awesome. great job by them. Definitely head to the game on Monday and check that out. But I uh, want to let you guys know about Clear. Clear has been uh, in the ballpark for a couple years now. I think three years now. And it's, it, there's no faster way to get into the ballpark than with Clear. And they're, they're partnered with 12 different MLB teams, of course, with, uh, along with our New York Mets. And it's free to sign up. So if you go to clearme.com slash the seven line army, you can begin your enrollment and you complete it by going to the Jackie Robinson Rotunda before any Mets game. 
Um, you can also link your MLB account with your Clear account, which is new for them. And you can actually get into the ballpark by just your face. They scan your face. You don't have to bring your tickets anymore. It's absolutely crazy that this is even the way we're going with technology, but that's freaking awesome. So definitely sign up for that as well. And on top of that, they also have a special offer for anyone out there that is a uh, fan of Orange and Blue Thing. You can use the code 7LINE3 for three free months of the Clear Airport service. They're good in LaGuardia, JFK, up in Westchester at HPN, and along with ballparks all around the country. So if you happen to be cheering with us, definitely uh, sign up for Clear before you travel on the road. What's up? No, well, though I see, you know, Mr. Met's kind of the front man oh, yeah. for this, and I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. <laughs> Facial recognition technology. <laughs> this would work well for Mr. Matt. Like, I mean, he it really has be to, the right? face of Clear. It has to. Can so, he get through the, you know, the the metal detectors, whatever it is, at the airport? Like, I think Mr. Matt's credential is just his up? his outfit. I think he walks up like, oh, Mr. Matt's here. Let okay. him through. He's good. Type of thing. But it's super easy to sign up. Go to clearme.com/slash/the7linearmy and uh, click the little button there that says Get Clear. Fill out your information, and uh, you'll be in. Very cool. And, uh, and thanks if you to Clear are a for the Clear member, code. you can bring in a guest oh, with yeah. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is awesome. And at the airport. And at the airport. Andrew and I use Clear every single time we walk into the ballpark through the, through the rotunda. It's great and when it's, there's giveaways, too. Yes. Super fast. Nobody's ever online. It's great. And Mrs. Met gets through, too. Yeah, Mrs. Matt gets gets the plus one, but it's <laughs> it's perfect in the airport. Um, you know, I always try to make sure that when we're flying or, or at least look up ahead of time, if Clear is at the airport that we're going to, you don't have to be there three hours early because you're mm -hmm. you're in and you're like, yeah, I think you cut the TSA pre-check line yeah. if you, you have do. Clear, yeah. and you get it for free for three months. So usually on the line cursing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If you're flying anytime soon, definitely don't forget to use the promo code seven line three. Get three free months off your membership today. So um. So big games coming up. I mean, like we talked about, they can't lose series down down the stretch here, especially against teams that you're following. And um, I don't even care about the Philly series. You know what I'm looking forward to? What? I'm looking forward to Monday. You know who comes back? Wilmer? Wilmer, baby. Yeah. Wilmer right? Flores. Like the Diamondbacks, that, that's a big series against a team that's very much in this mix. One of the reasons they are, Wilmer Flores is hitting the lights out in the second half of this year. He's batting something like 360 since the All-Star break. And I love seeing guys succeed. You know, clearly it's sad to see a, a fan favorite go elsewhere. You know, people were getting down on Darno. I don't know what he's doing now with the, with the That's Rays. That's quieted. I but noticed it, that. Yeah, but, I mean, when guys leave and, and they have success elsewhere, it's no sour grapes for me. Yeah, I mean, but Wilmer, no one's going to have a problem with Wilmer. Right, right. right? No, like he's, a, he's an easy one to root for to have success somewhere else because it really just wasn't a place for him. And he didn't have a position and whatever. But he handled things so well over the years. He truly enjoyed being a Met. Yeah. I mean, you saw that when he crossed home plate after that home run against the Nationals a week after almost being traded. Yep. And he tugged at the jersey right there in the Mets. I mean, this is a guy who loved being a New York Met, loved being in New York, had as many clutch hits as anybody in the history of the franchise. And I I think that he'll get a bigger ovation than anybody that's come back in recent memory. Yeah, he must. He must. Uh, you know, we don't have to change topics on recent, teams recent. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonny Gray. Uh, his, you know, we're talking about guys that have left teams and had success elsewhere. He's, yeah. he's doing pretty good out there. He for won't the Reds. get if he goes back to Yankee <laughs> Stadium. He will not get the same kind of ovation. But yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. he's having a tremendous year, and that, you know, I, I think that the comparison with Sonny Gray would be like Edwin Diaz. Like, is he just? 
you know, some guys aren't cut out for right, New York right. or they get off on the wrong foot in New York and it's very hard to work your way back forward when that's the case. Yeah. So um give us a uh give us a share if you're interested in picking up or getting one of these uh, floral shirts from the Mets for free. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on Twitter. Next person to get through will play What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Lumberland, 631-388-5195. But, Pete, I I'm have a what's... getting a gift here. You, you are. I haven't even looked at mine yet. I peeked in the corner just to see if they were orange and blue. And mine is. I don't know if yours is. So, uh, shout out to New Balance. They... Uh, Hit us up. Chris Ketty. I'm hopefully, hopefully I'm not butchering his last name. I think it's Chris Ketty, K-E-D-D-Y, who we've done a couple things with over the years, said, hey, do you guys want some some kicks? What size are you and Pete? And I said, absolutely. So here they are. I think mine's on the top here. Yours is on the bottom. So if you want to open those up and see what your uh, fresh kicks are. Yeah, Sorry to Lizzie. There is a girl here. that is also on this show. Her name is Lizzie. And Sorry, she Lizzie. wants a new pair of sneakers too, Chris. Oh, oh shit. Look at Damn. These. these are sharp. Those are awesome. Damn, oh, like turf. those. Look at this. <laughs> All right, let me see mine. For those listening afterwards, uh, New Balance turf sneakers. I don't know. Do the players wear this? I think it's like to work out. They wear these, right? Are these workout shoes? I think so. I don't know. I think they call them turfs. Oh, my, so mine are different. Sweet. All right, awesome. Mine are little blue and orange. Yours is more orange. Oh, shit. Look at the back. Oh, yeah. I got, got a 19 on two. yours, too? I got 19. Awesome. 2019. Hell, yeah. This is sweet. Oh, is it 20 on the other side? No, no, no. Well, oh. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Hell, yeah. Look at that. These are awesome. Put it all together. Absolutely. Maybe so, I'll wear these on SNY tomorrow. You should. Oh, you got on the thread They'll tomorrow? pop, yeah. Do they show your feet on that? I don't know. <laughs> I try to wear nice sneakers. Wear just them in just case. in case. This is <laughs> great. Like, not like here. I got my boat shoes usually on under, and I think my foot actually is on in this show. Damn, um, these are awesome. Definitely got to rock these on cool. Tuesday to the outing. So Sweet. thanks to New Balance. We'll we appreciate it. Oh, and since we're giving shout outs, do you see this sign I got here? I know you're not big on the LFGM, but <laughs> this fine. this uh, fella named Bob, who I'll, I'll, I'll retweet him after. Uh, <clears throat> After the show, he actually sent this. He makes these at his house. He, um, he has an Etsy site, and uh, he sent these, sent this one to me, and um, you know, he has them for sale. So if you're interested, I'll retweet in a little bit. So got this little LFGM wooden sign here on the front of the table. And we were talking about a little, little while ago how Strasburg and you know Trey Turner and all these guys were, were commenting on the atmosphere that the Mets fans have been bringing lately sure. to the ballpark. The LFGM battle cry to come on out to the ballpark was almost like the bat signal. You know, come on out, LFGM, let's rile up this fan base. And it worked, and the fans showed up. And Man, I think it was the winning. Well, it was the winning, but right after that, I mean, you watch the hashtag, you see what people share. You, This guy's making wooden signs. You know, we can't make them, but people are making the LFGM t-shirts. It started a very exciting atmosphere around the fan base, and it worked. And uh, Michael Conforto saying please come out it worked and um Yo, granted Pete alonzo is likable he very likable there's a, a story in the athletic rustin dodd wrote it and he really went back to pete's time at florida and got a bunch of stories about him from his gators teammates i think i saw that and apparently the big quote in the article is from one of uh, his teammates saying that pete was doing an interview at his time of florida and said hey i just want to be remembered as the goofy kid who dieseled home runs <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, yeah, yeah, that that seems like Pete Alonzo, and it's a, it's a really good read if you, uh, you know, had the the ability to give that. Uh, I saw Sports Illustrated story too. People were very upset about the headline because uh, they the Sports Illustrated 
It's like the SIMOB. Uh-huh. They tweeted, you know, despite being a Met, uh, Pete Alonso is the happiest guy in baseball. You know, one of those things. And Met fans didn't appreciate that. Um, we have somebody that commented. Lisa commented, hey, Pete, sneakers on the table is bad luck. Is LOL. Uh, whatever. They're, he's showing them <laughs> off. He's excited about them. Listen, you, <laughs> they're you, clean. I don't know. They're new. It's also bad to cheers water, but we've been doing that all year. Where's and the horseshoe here? I, I, I can't. We put it on the table last went, time. The Mets lost swept. six straight games. Yeah. So I can't put the horseshoe on your table anymore. Right. But uh, Fair enough. Alex, uh, <laughs> right? Alex, Pugsley's, uh, Pugsley's yes. um, uh, partner, right, Alex? Uh, yes, I think he so. He was in D.C. And he's, where's the horseshoe? I'm like, I, he was? Yeah, I was nervous about bringing it in. I left it in the car. Um, but I noticed yesterday as I was going through my calendar, and this is a, such a pointless stat because it doesn't do anything with the Mets at the end of the season besides uh, you know our record. But we are... Nine and two or twelve yeah, and you, two. You screamed that to me through through office walls. Of and I was very excited here? about that. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I love that. You, maybe Pete doesn't know, but back when we'd be at the ballpark and the Mets would lose, there was a certain fraction of the internet that'd say several lines there. Bad luck. I know they're going to lose. We're like eleven games over five hundred. That in was career. that was exactly yeah. what I said back to you. I was like, nobody can blame us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Not our fault. Weren't there Tuesday? All right, so let's uh, let's give a little shout out here to Lumberland, who um, actually comes out, came out with a bunch of new mugs over the past uh, month here. So they have the pennant series with their exclusive LFGM mugs. They got a few different colors there, but what I like about this one down here, which they definitely need to get one of these to Pete Alonso. <clears throat> it's Pete Alonso's bat mug with the jersey LFGM twenty with the <laughs> the uh, you know the engraving of Pete Alonso on there. So very cool. I don't know if that's a limited edition or not, but definitely head on over to Lumberland and check out all the different options they have up on their site. They make great gifts for yourself, for your loved one, for your groomsman and your in your wedding, whatever it may be. And definitely use the code OABT and get fifteen percent off. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. All right, so we got Brian. Brian, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Enjoy your content very much. Um, enjoyed the uh, program today. I do love how the Shea Stadium arrow sign points at the brand new sign in front of the desk. It looks like there's a giant white arrow pointing uh, <laughs> right at the. Uh, oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> right at the sign. That's a good observation. I didn't even notice that till you just mentioned it. Um, so Brian, where are you from? Uh, I I grew up in uh, uh, southeastern PA, but live in North Carolina now in Raleigh. But my uh, parents um, and dad particularly grew up in North Jersey, so grew up, uh, uh, inherited the Mets from him. So been watching for a long time. Raleigh-Durham Triangle, it's beautiful down there. Hopefully you're staying safe there with the storm. I, I think you're getting a little bit of the, uh, you know, the outer ring. Yeah, right? we're getting a little bit of the edge of the hurricane. The uh, rains are just starting now. Hopefully it's not a huge deal uh, here in Raleigh, but definitely, um, you know, out at the coast, they're getting nailed pretty good with uh, – you know, some tornadoes as a result of the hurricane. So definitely some damage out there already. So if anybody out there is listening, certainly wish them the best. Absolutely. Um, be careful. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, definitely heed the warnings, too. People don't listen to the warnings, and, uh, you know, they end up in bad shape there. So definitely all the best to you and, and uh, all your loved ones. But we have some free stuff to give you from our friends at Lumberland.com. The way it works is you pick one, two, three, or four. Whatever you got is what we'll ship to you for free. So uh, what, what number do you want? One, two, three, or four? I will take uh, number three. All right. Number three. Any reason? Pete usually asks any reason why. Uh, I got three daughters. Oh, there you go. So yeah. We'll go Aww. with number three. Congratulations. $60 gift card. Awesome. $60 gift card to Lumberland. So you can thank your three daughters for that. If you had had a fourth daughter, uh, you would have gotten a bat <laughs> mug. But, you Maybe. know. You, now you have goals. I can't risk having a fourth daughter. Three weddings is enough to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brian. So uh, be good, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man? Yeah, that's awesome, guys. Thanks again for all you do. Let's go, Matt. You're right, very welcome. Congrats, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, so that storm, man, is crazy. I was looking at the uh, some of the videos that have been coming up online just from uh, the Bahamas and <laughs> the water going up to the second floor of people's houses. And, um, you know, it's crazy when stuff like that happens and you're on an island. You can't just drive inland. You can't just leave to go to New, Jer- New Jersey or, or, you know, the the accessibility we have to leave Long Island if things are happening. So um, our thoughts and positive vibes and everything that we could possibly send to everyone that's been affected absolutely is, is coming your way from us. So, um we still have to do the share contest. I know Lizzie will take care of the Facebook. I will do the Twitter. But before we get to that, I do want to mention something that came up yesterday um, online through uh, our Facebook page. I got a direct message from um, – I'm sorry. I don't have her name here. But um, her uncle is a lifelong Mets fan, and um, he's uh, facing stage four kidney failure, and he's having trouble finding a, a living donor. So she – put the uh, SOS out there and asked if we can help spread the word. So if you go to our Twitter account or our Facebook page, we um, posted her uh, message along with the link to get to uh, the page to see if you might know of someone or maybe you can help. Uh, I know it's a lot to ask for, and, and uh, he wrote that as well in his in his message. It's not like he's asking someone for a donation of $100 or something. It's a body part. So it's a big deal. And um, he wrote here that um, he really has no choice but to humble himself and ask for help and this is his time of need. So Michael uh, Rubright is his name. And, um, you know, to you too, again, uh, you know, all of our positive vibes going your way. Hopefully this works out for you. Uh, clearly you're in in the need of it. And hopefully someone that has your blood type uh, can help out. He's a, uh, his blood type is B, the rarest type of blood. So, um, you know, help out if you can and spread the word if you can as well. We'd appreciate it. And sh- so would Mike, of course. And so would his family. So, uh, we are going to get to the share contest now. We covered a lot of ground today. Uh, you know, Jets are starting this weekend. How are you feeling? Feeling good? You know, season hasn't started yet. So Sunday, right, Bills? Okay. Yeah, Sunday against the Bills. Big game to start the year. And then they get the Monday night game against the Browns right after. So two biggies right off the bat. The Mets got us to football season. We can thank them for that, right? <laughs> they did. Uh, I think I'm going apple picking on Sunday. So, uh, oh, that's fun. I won't be able to see the beginning of the game. Hopefully, I'll catch the end. I, I always say to Kel, it's like we usually go right around this time of year. I don't feel like it's quite apple picking season yet, but you know, apple picking and then uh, pumpkin picking season are very close together. Okay, green apples, you know? Amelia likes it, and you know she starts school tomorrow. Uh, we had orientation yesterday, which is it's so crazy how quickly this happens. And everyone, every parent talks about it. Like, see the photos. Hey, it's, I can't believe it's my th- my son's first day going to third grade. Shout out to uh, Roger Clark. I, I saw his post a little while ago from New York One. I remember when his son was born. He was going to City Field. That's kind of when we first uh, became friendly from the seven line in New York One. So the time definitely flies. Amelia's starting school tomorrow, pre K. 
It's crazy, and uh, definitely goes fast. So mine's still five months. Yeah, it hasn't been that fast. It, it, <laughs> I think the I think maybe as they get past the, like the one year old uh, mark, maybe it goes a little faster. But yeah, maybe the first five months might drag. Uh, but the next three and a half years might go pretty quick. So first sickness this weekend, first no way, daycare really? sick. Yeah, yeah, nothing crazy. No, nothing but, bad. You know, just. Staying yeah. up all night and, uh, you know, you, there's not much you can do to help. My wife's got this thing. I won't use it. But she, like, literally sucks. Like, you know, babies can't blow their nose. She literally sucks, sucks the boogers out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, of course. Out of the nose. Yeah, it's, 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 you, you need to have that. They don't know how to blow I their nose not, yet. I did not know this was a thing. So then, of course, my wife gets sick, like, a few days later. Oh, so no. It's like you know, we don't have to, in there, you know? We don't have to go into too much detail. But um, I did write something a while ago that having poop on your hands is not nearly as much of a big deal after you're a parent because that no. just that shit happens so it's like in the beginning you would think like that's where the expression comes from yeah, right? yeah. Shit, shit happens, happens. <laughs> when you, before you have a kid if you ever get poop on your hands and it's not yours you're like oh my god you would freak out yeah. you got your kids poop on your hand it's no big deal i anymore. have a funny story sure is it poop related i love yes. poop stories yeah. yes well my my best friend is pregnant right now and she is not very good at being pregnant uh -huh. <laughs> and she's not even the type that wants to breastfeed or uh change the baby's diapers so i i was changing um andrew's niece's diaper the other day and we were playing with her whatever she's young and and i said holy shit and i turned around to andrew and i was like can you imagine if melissa gets shit on her hands <laughs> so i facetime did her. you get any on yours no See, i wouldn't want someone else's kid shit on me but no, I... no 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 i didn't and she didn't shit she just peed okay. and so i i facetime melissa and i was like dude <laughs> What are you going to do when you get shit on your hand? She's like, oh, my God, I would die. Imagine if I got shit under my nails. And I was like, oh, my God, you're the worst. She's so not ready. She's, she's not ready. <laughs> yeah, you, you see some crazy stuff once you have a kid. It's like boot camp, though. Yeah. You she's, get on board real fast. Within a week or two, you have no choice. You have no choice. So it's like it, it, shit happens. I yeah, We don't have to keep talking about this for grossing out the viewers and listeners. But, yeah, uh, getting poop on your hands, I don't even know how we got here. All the parents are nodding their heads. That's enough. I don't even yeah. know how we got here. Talking about first day of school, yeah. my, shit on my, your hands. My, my BFF is already pawning her child onto me, and it's not even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do the share contest in just a second. But I do want to uh, – I keep doing this. I keep thinking of things I forget to talk about. But this Tuesday, we have an outing. And we're going to be pre-gaming at McKellar. And like they have been doing all season for us, they have the special for the $4 select McKellar cans. So definitely pop on in. If you're a season ticket member, don't forget to use your black card to get your 20% off discount. Uh, they actually unrolled a whole bunch of new menu items. I don't know. Have you eaten there? You've eaten at a couple things there before, I have, right? yes. So they unrolled a new menu recently. So uh, definitely want to partake in that as well. I checked it out last night. I'm... Definitely excited to check that out. So even if you're not sitting with us and you want to just hang out with some uh, some of the Seven Line Army, we're going to be out there. They're opening the doors an hour early, special for us on Tuesday. So we'll be there at 4 o'clock on Tuesday and uh, hopefully see the Mets get a big win against the Diamondbacks. So, Lizzie, let me know when you are ready. I will take care of the Twitter. You can do the Facebook. I am ready. The winner will get uh, one of these Mets floral shirts. Thanks to them for sending these out. You are ready? Yes. Alright, how about you stop right now? The name is Peter Zamora. Peter so Zamora. Close. Oh has wait, you know what? Let me see if he won. Make sure he hasn't won any time recently. Everybody hold on. Is it oh. Daniel's uh, brother, dad? 
No, he's not. He's never won. So, okay, he's great. good. Good to go. All right, and Pete, please do the honors whenever you're ready. Mm. Stop. Uh, hold on. Sorry, Lisa. Let me make sure she's never Still won. Still didn't get it on myself. She's never won. So, Lisa at LMC. A619. You win. All right, cool. So, um, all right, guys, it's going to be an uphill what, battle. What does she win? Come on, do uh, it. I'll, I'll send her another message because before we get confused sometimes, we don't send it out right away. I got to let her know she wins this shirt. Uphill battle. We'll see what happens. This next week is extremely important, as is every single day. Yeah, at least damage the Phillies, you know? Yeah. Well, um, which someone brought up today, too. Like the fan graphs say the, the Mets are at 11%. The Phillies are ahead the of Phillies us. Are but lower. They have, yeah. They're lower because of, I guess, they're matching up or they have less home games. Certainly, there's some scenario or some uh, algorithm that Fangraphs uses to come up with these uh, percentages. But we'll see what happens next Thursday. We're going to be talking uh, all about this all over again. If you're listening on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that stuff, definitely rate, subscribe, tell your friends. If you're watching live, we appreciate your views each week. We have three episodes left of the regular season. Mm. Uh, if Crunch the Mets time. are still in, we're still doing the show. So um, definitely roll with us. We'll see you guys next week. And let's go Mets. Bye.